Welcome to episode 5 of Kilroy is Here. This episode focuses on goals, not resolutions, for the new year and this new decade. So you may have noticed that my November and December podcasts are, well, non-existent, and that's for a couple of reasons. The first is that I pretty much failed NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month that takes place in November. In fact, I failed in an epic way. I mean, go big or go home, right? Instead of 50,000 words, which is the universal goal, I think I hit something like 617. Was there a positive in this? Yes, I at least wrote the prologue for the second book in my Vitruvian Air trilogy. I also made the bulk of my edits for the first book for the anniversary edition that I'd like to put out in the next couple of months. And I did a ton of plotting and note-taking for book two, so not a total waste. Second, December killed me. I don't know about you, but the holidays seem to rise in pressure every year, and this year nearly broke me. Between the daily grind of work and life, we felt like last year we didn't do enough Christmassy things, so this year we made ourselves a Christmas calendar, artfully spacing out our must-do events over the four weekends. We're talking movie nights with all our favorites like Bad Santa, Elf, Christmas in Connecticut, Home Alone. I mean, I could go on forever, so I won't. Um... A viewing of the play A Christmas Carol at a local theater, holiday celebration with friends, cookie-baking ugly sweaters, seeing candlelight carols at Trinity Church, decorating the house in the yard, cocoa and minty marshmallows, and of course, dreaded Christmas shopping where you knowingly buy people crap they don't need for purely ceremonial reasons. Oh wait, I forgot, listening to Christmas carols and hate-watching Hallmark movies. So on Christmas, as we were opening gifts with my parents, my husband and I explained to my folks that we didn't want to do gifts next year, and they agreed. So instead of all the stress and commercialism, we'll just pool our money, donate to a charity, and go somewhere nice for dinner. It's all just too much, and what we really just want is to spend time with our family anyway. Even walking into Target or Home Goods or any store like that, I don't like the way I feel, because I feel like I need every cute thing I see, and it becomes overwhelming. And I start thinking of all my things and how somehow they aren't enough. Somehow, because not everything is a perfect matching set, I failed. Because there are faint chips in two of my platters, which ironically I just bought, my holiday won't be as perfect as it could be. And then I'll spend more than I want buying a bunch of crap made in China and end up feeling even worse. My husband's advice for beating this feeling, just don't set foot in that store. (laughs) It's good advice, but easier said than done. It's just so unnecessary, all this pressure we put on ourselves to make everything around us perfect, to make every moment of our kids' childhoods magical. How many parents spent their entire December having diarrhea about forgetting to move that stupid elf? So this is my thought about this new decade for myself and for anyone who just related to what I said. I think we're going about things in the wrong way. I think all this striving for Pinterest-perfect lives is only making the gaping hole in our souls bigger, and it's also feeding our children false expectations for their future realities. In 2020 and beyond, I'm going to focus on nourishing my soul and putting out work that I can be proud of, and work that makes a difference. I don't have resolutions, I have goals, and what I need is not decorative pillows for every season, it's healthy routines. It's a full set of non-glamorous good habits that will ultimately lead us to our full potential. Trying to attain a completely ludicrous monthly goal of 50,000 words when I fully knew my schedule and energy levels wouldn't allow it wasn't ambitious. It willfully set me up to fail. Who does that? That isn't a goal. It's self-sabotage. 
I have goals and they're reasonable. I once saw in a doctor's office the quote, anxiety is when you think you have to have everything figured out at once. And there are so many projects I want to work on that a lot of times I don't even know where to start and so I end up doing nothing. How am I supposed to make time for self-care and wellness, exercise, do my full-time job, be there for my family, nurture friendships, be mindful of my nutrition, plan and make dinners, and have time to write? What I've begun to realize is that I don't have to do all the things on all the days. I don't even have to do all the things on some of the days. I just have to do some of the things on some of the days and do that consistently. In a given week, I will schedule three days of one hour uninterrupted creative time, three days of exercise, three days of meditation or other self-care, etc. Something small every day and those small things will start to accumulate and fill the hole with things that stick, not things that break and fall apart because they're cheaply made. These things are infallible and fertile. Creativity, gratitude, stories, mindfulness, connectedness to nature, healthfulness, self-care, personal integrity, meaningful contributions, quality time, true friendship, benevolence, magnanimity, wonder, positive energy, laughter, and deep, deep love. I will step out of my comfort zone because facing fear is how we grow. And I will step out of my own ego because it never serves me. Speaking of this, I also mean to apply it to this podcast because who wants to just listen to a crazy lady talking to herself? Over the next year, I'll be bringing in guest authors to interview so you can learn from their stories and experiences as well as mine. See? A small step. But after a year, you'll have the perspectives of 12 12 authors instead of one. I wish you a happy 2020, and I hope you'll make some realistic goals to knock out too, because everybody knows that no one really keeps resolutions. It's the 20s again. Let's make it roar. Tune in next month, just in time for Valentine's Day. I'll be joined by the very dapper Lorenzo Petrozillo, author of The Love Fool. Thank you, and be well, friends.